Hello, my name is Krista Jones, founder and CEO of Vote Lead Impact, and welcome to A Seat at the Table. The purpose of this show is to bring together thought leaders and experts and influencers from a wide variety of fields to help us learn how to get our seat at the table. Today, it is in December of 2018. In the last few years, we have seen such a difference in the way women have really taken politics by storm. In today's show, we're going to talk about three amazing influencers. We're going to talk a little bit about their experiences with women in politics. First, we have Stephanie Mickle Esquire with the Mickle Public Affairs Agency. We have Catherine White, who is co-founder of Network Nova and programs manager for the Women's Summit. And we have Louisa Boyarski, who is the leader of the Virginia Grassroots Coalition. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So when we talk about how women, the role of women in politics has changed, you know, in the early 90s, it was the year of the woman. Yes. Um, 2008, we have Hillary Clinton who attempted, you know, to be president, was unsuccessful then. And then here we are, you know, we have the Women's March, and then this year and last year in Virginia, women just did an excellent job. Talk about from your perspective, particularly since 2008, how has the role of women in politics changed? Anyone? Yeah. Sorry. Well. I mean, I feel like when I look back on, you know, in 2007, we see a lot of women who came up into power, like Nancy Pelosi got the House Speakership. And I think we, so it's how it's changed. I see a lot more women in senior leadership. Mm -hmm. I mean, we look in 2006 and beyond uh, Condoleezza Rice, these big names coming in. So you have, from that year of the women, a lot of those seasoned people are now into senior positions, right? So it's changed because we are getting leadership role. But when, you know, when you look overall, though the numbers haven't really moved a lot since even then. You know, we're still at about 22% overall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you see under Barack Obama, where two women are elected to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. So you start to see people get familiar with mm -hmm. what they see. They recognize that, you know, most people polled will say they'll vote for a woman. Sure. So there's those changes. And I think with the rise of Hillary running for office, we had Sarah Palin. Mm -hmm. um, and then they took leadership roles. I think yeah. that we see that change. But for me, I don't see enough change, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why doing what I'm doing to get w more women elected. Mm -hmm. And you know, to your point, mm -hmm. I mean, thinking about leadership positions in the Senate, mm -hmm. we have um, we had very powerful women chairing very powerful committees, like Barbara Mikulski chairing right. the mm -hmm. Appropriations Committee, and uh, uh, Congresswoman uh, Sen Senator Murray chairing the Patty, budget. Yeah. Patty mm -hmm. Murray chairing the mm -hmm. budget committee. So, you know, we, we, you did start to see that seniority right. start to manifest. And I think that was super important. Something else I would add is that I think one of the things that I've seen over the last 10 years is women starting, and this is what we were kind of mm -hmm. talking about before about feminism, mm -hmm. women starting to be more comfortable with their womanhood being a part of the political right. discussion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to work around it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, naturally there are certain topics that women gravitate to, like women's health, right. children and families, uh, certain committee assignments you would see. But now I think you're starting to see more and more women just being comfortable with being, you know, women. <laughs> right. And also being Speaking leaders. on those policy yeah. issues. And speaking on different policy right. issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, definitely. And I think since, you know, 2016, um, you know, I think a lot of women were very excited to see a woman running for president. Mm -hmm. And then seeing her not win, yes. I think actually fired up a lot of women to say, listen, 
we've not been pushing for our seat at the table. We mm -hmm. haven't had our voice right. heard. And I think that you're now seeing more and more women from very different backgrounds mm -hmm. running and so and, and not running on the typical women's issues. Yeah. And I think that that's a great thing for women. Right. I think it's really opening up the political space. Mm -hmm. So there's not just this feeling like, oh, we're getting women in right. because they're going to push for family issues mm -hmm. yeah. or they're going to push for this or that. They're really, um, I think, are going. we're going to see more of a pipeline sure. being built where hopefully, while we have a couple of key women we can talk right. about who've had right. these positions, this is going to become much more um, present at our local, state, and national levels. Yeah, no but you make a really good point, Catherine. So we're still at 22% right. in the House. You know, we went from 19% to 22%. Right. Everyone talks about this being this huge surge of women running, but we're still not where we need to be. What are you all doing to get more women to run for office? Well, I mean, that's part of why, why I got involved. I mean, I think after the election, um, you know, you saw that you, there was marching, there's protests, and there's only, I felt, and a lot of us felt, there's only so much of that you can do because really we saw that you had to make electoral changes. Mm -hmm. And that's also getting more women elected. So what we've done is, um, first of all, we had to figure out what was going on in the Democratic Party, what's going on in the ground game, and we're like, well, really not a lot. So mm -hmm. we really filled a lot of that space. Um, we worked, uh, you know, with, with the Democratic Party and other different organizations to find um, actually, women stepped up to run themselves, and then we mm -hmm. supported them. So, yeah. what happened is this: you know, like we saw, people just stepped up, pretty mm -hmm. angry, energized. and mm -hmm. energized, and so <laughs> forth. But, I mean, but the thing is, we're doing a lot to to run. But you know, what I was really looking at: if if we stay the same course and still elect and elect and elect, it will take a hundred years for women to get parity. Mm -hmm. And that's because this is a lot about structural barriers that are already yeah. in place mm -hmm. in the workplace, and also you know, in actually the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, that unless they change those barriers, we can keep electing and keep doing the same, but it will take 100 years to actually get there. I so, think that's hugely yeah. important, mm -hmm. you know, because even with um, both parties saying right. <laughs> we support women candidates, mm -hmm. the, right. the, the proof is in the pudding, mm -hmm. and, and there isn't the that's support true. there. That's true. I yeah. mean, you, if you don't, the, you know, that shows that the House, uh, the the role of women at home hasn't changed a lot, even though yeah. they're in the workforce. Yeah. And so we know that these women we elected recently to Congress, I found the most thrilling thing about it is that it's challenging the institution right up there. They have to have, like, all of a sudden, child care. Mm -hmm. And where the bathrooms are, because mm -hmm. the bathrooms are, are not tucked there. away in corners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a woke had women bring you know, Tammy Duckworth had her baby. Mm -hmm. These are leave. what we're going to change, because if those don't change, <clears throat> women cannot... Um, you know, it's it's great. Only a few women can get there, but if it's not family friendly, it's really difficult. I think to to for women to aspire to run. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was just talking to someone today, and they brought up if you look at the average age of women in the House of Representatives and the Senate, they're much older, older. Mm -hmm. and that's because either they waited for their kids to, to get out of school or to mm -hmm. go to go off to college, mm -hmm. or they waited until they completed their own career because they felt they had to have a complete career to be eligible, eligible. or to, to, to run. Mm -hmm. And I think that right. what we're starting to see with younger women mm -hmm. running is hopefully this is gonna start right. pushing at some of those barriers well, and absolutely. say, you know, this is something that we want all women at any stage of their life to consider. Mm -hmm. And as, as to right. your point, what does that look like? And I think we're starting to see 
a number of new nonprofits start that want right. to encourage women to run mm -hmm. and starting to get them excited mm -hmm. early on and say, maybe you're not ready to run this year or next year, right. but what mm -hmm. do you, how do you start getting involved in the mm -hmm. political process, in the political, political space so that right. when you are ready to run, you are, you know, you're ready for takeoff. Right. Right. You know, and to your point, I just want to mention my public affairs mm -hmm. firm real quick because of a compliment that a woman candidate paid me. Um, who's now serving on the city commission? She said to me, you know, I, I work with candidates and political action committees and so forth based on my experience, mm -hmm. but uh, and and I work with her, and she said to me, you know, Stephanie, being a first-time candidate, her kids are grown, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she was able to run, had right. always had a desire to do something in her community, and she said, but being able to call you and just have a conversation with a woman who understands politics really, really well mm -hmm. and could help me navigate some of the issues that my campaign manager couldn't really focus on was gave me mm -hmm. the ability to sleep at night. That's and awesome. that was right, huge yeah. compliment, right? So, you know, so women knowing that they have training organizations, right. that mm -hmm. knowing that they have consultants that they can call who look like them, who are not going to mansplain to them, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. who are just going to help them get through whatever issue that they're dealing with in the running process helps mm -hmm. to build that confidence. And it, yeah, and right. I would say that's one of the things that we've seen in the grassroots is that a lot of these grassroots groups, we've started to form almost these small consulting teams. Yeah. Right. And some of the women who are running came directly from these grassroots groups. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like, you know, they probably weren't going to run except that they had their 10 friends who were like, don't worry, we're here, <laughs> we're for, here you for you through right, exactly. the whole process. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of us are right. learning about this together, even if we're not the ones who are running yeah. right. physically. Um, but I think it's also, it's so important to have that, not only during right. the election process, but then also once they're That's in right office and, and that's something that we're starting to think a little bit more about is how do you support your your newly elected official you know through the legislative cycle exactly. right yeah and maybe you need to go babysit for him that's, what I'm <laughs> that's well, right there you go. <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> absolutely when there was that struggle you know yeah. where some people couldn't find child care all of a sudden it's a reality of mm -hmm. life when you want to run for office or right. where you are so i to your point i think yeah. that in the grassroots and organizations like yours yeah. stepping up to realize what if we're real serious about it and we yeah. really want it to just sustain it mm -hmm. then we have to look at how does what does that look like yeah. right and if the democratic party is really serious about it then they have to do some serious recur re recruiting they need to actually maybe set even points of like like quotas even for themselves for gender mm -hmm. parity and they're not they're not doing that now you know they need to change some things if they really want to get more women to run even how you raise money. Women mm -hmm. aren't good at raising money. We're good at spending money. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a joke. <laughs> um, but to raise money, mm -hmm. you know, this sort of, some stuff like men will step up and do whatever. They think they're great. You know, they can have 60% or even 40% of the qualities to be a candidate. Women have to be 95%. 95%. Then they're point. even pausing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think some of those barriers, working on those and trying to figure out and and that's what we kind of have done even in the mm -hmm. grassroots to see where we could fit in mm -hmm. um, from canvassing to just mm -hmm. helping But one thing women are it. really good at is supporting one another. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, we were talking earlier about the postcards discussion, right. which it, you can share the story, but to me that was a perfect example of informal support for, right. you know, a political effort. And that's how you build. That's when you start with the right. school board and then you work your way up to the 
Senate. Well, we're, she's talking about we do postcards for Virginia in this uh, election round was that they sent 330,000 uh, postcards to voters in Virginia for this mm -hmm. election. And these were written, handwritten by women and men in the grassroots at the table. And then what we find is we get that we talk a lot. But that's good because <laughs> we talk a lot about the things that matter. We figure out what needs to happen next. And it's really, um, it's, and that's where the Women's Summit comes out of, not to bring that up to right this point, but it's really a place to come together and to, to build power, share information, mm -hmm. you know, and make some strategies of how we're going to keep winning. Excellent. You know, I'm a firm believer that we need as many different types of voices around the table as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm assuming you all have a progressive liberal lean <laughs> to your <laughs> politics. And we've talked a lot about just in the last several months how, you know, it's kind of this democratic wave. Right. But I think it would be great to see more Republican women win as well. Mm -hmm. So if you all had to advise some of our Republican sisters in terms of maybe things that they could be doing or the Republican Party, how would you recommend that they get more engaged? Or what do you think the issue is? Let's just be honest in terms of why there are maybe more Democratic women getting elected as opposed to Republican women. I don't think the Republican Party makes yeah. it easy for them no. at all. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. like to your point of the year of the women, what was interesting is Democrats and Republican women run uh, one evenly, mm. right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, but this time around, if you looked at Big the numbers, difference. we tripled. I mean, we really, it was like 103 Democratic women, maybe 23 or whatever, mm -hmm. maybe 18 mm -hmm. Republican women mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. And personally, I think it's because the Republicans, for whatever reason, are really being, to my mind, very, their, their message is very anti-woman in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a, you know, they're, um, women's rights and I think even Republican women are turned off by the meanness, the, mm -hmm. the behavior because we're all mothers, right? We're all right. women. Not all of us are mothers, but we're mm -hmm. all women mm -hmm. and we're raised with manners and we teach our kids manners and when you see the Republican Party not having manners, I think even the Republican women are sort of tolerating it right now a little bit, but if I was them, I would get up in some grill mm -hmm. of their own from their, their <laughs> own party and speak some truth to these men sure. because they need to be talked to and I think that um, Republican women are tough like us. I don't know why they're standing down because that is making me upset. The Republicans in general are not standing up for democratic values. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, you know, why they're sitting so out of it, but um, so, they're going to lose really big if they continue on this route and they know it. And to be f to your point, it's not it's it doesn't serve the greater good for either party to right. be that dis. Mm -hmm. uh, functional. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't because the Republican Party, I mean, the, in, the, in true Republican values, the, the parties move quite a bit, mm -hmm. but, you know, traditional Republican values are, I think, are well suited for both men and women. I yes. just think mm -hmm. that, you know, they're, they're right now they're kind of struggling. We're in a weird do time. You, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that if more Republican women kind of stood up, that might change yes. their party? Absolutely. I think mm -hmm. so, because when you have the border policy and you have women and families being torn apart, I don't understand what woman could stand by and mm -hmm. just and think that's that. okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, that would make me feel better as an American to see that happen. Truthfully. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know. And research has shown that, you know, once women are elected, women caucus together. Women talk about women's issues together. Senate's a perfect and example, so right? I think mm -hmm. that maybe the issue is that, and I'm not sure how the groups who are supporting women to run for office um, are structured, but maybe they tend to be more progressive. How many 
groups are out there that are training both Democratic and Republican mm -hmm. women to run. Mm -hmm. And even having right. them go through the trainings together, does that create some kind of working relationship that once they find themselves seated next to each other in the legislature, that now they're already, you know, thinking about how right. they can how they can work together. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, to your point that women support women, mm -hmm. I think the more that we start to get women on both sides of the aisle, mm -hmm. the better chance we're gonna have of potentially a less polarized, you know, set right. of parties. Definitely, yes. definitely. Yeah. So we were saying before we had twenty sixteen we had Hillary, twenty seventeen in Virginia, we totally did a great job in terms of getting women engaged. Mm -hmm. And twenty eighteen, of course, nationally did a great job. What do you all see for 2019 and 2020 in terms of Virginia and nationally? How do you think the role of women will play out? Mm. I see an epic battle. I'm, I'm <laughs> in mm -hmm. it. Uh -huh. uh, I think 2017 in Virginia, we set an example of what, what can really happen. We flipped 15 seats. Mm -hmm. The grassroots work together. Mm -hmm. um, we, fit, you know, we really have created the other states are looking at what we did, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, 2018. So 2019, a lot of seats are up uh, in 2019. And so in Virginia, it's 100 seats. That's everything local and all that. So I know that what I, I, I also think that the other side is going to be kind of prepared yeah. for what we were. We were quite invisible. Women, older women are quite invisible. They didn't expect us to do what we did. They still are not sure what we're doing. But I think <laughs> that we're going to see a lot of money come into Virginia, I think, because the battle for the legislature is we're going to flip those yeah. seats and we're going to get back that power there. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a fight. Mm -hmm. So for anybody thinking they're going to sit out of this, this is actually the third quarter <laughs> the of politics. We, yeah. need to get, we need to get ready. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a full court press. And I think women are going to lead it again. Mm -hmm. And you will see that... Um, you know, that's that's what I think that it's going to be a fight. So mm -hmm. yeah. I think we have to be ready for it. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the Republicans really came out in the election, particularly in Virginia in 2018, mm -hmm. particularly in places where not that they weren't already sort of a red stronghold, but we were not expecting mm -hmm. them to be as mobilized as they were. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and some people say, well, it was the current media cycle that got them interested mm -hmm. or other things. But I think what you're saying, Catherine, is completely correct. Mm -hmm. Like, we cannot expect it to be as easy, to be honest, as it was in 2017. Right. 2017 was easy because everyone was so fired up. Not that people aren't still concerned about what's happening in our right. national politics, but it's not, you know, it's not the same level, and people are starting to get tired. I mean, this we've already done two right. full straight years of Virginia politics mm -hmm. right. and elections back to back. We never get a break, and no, so now we're right. going into year three, and the question is, how do we sustain this effort? Yes. And I think, um, you know, I think women are going to be part of it. I think men are going to be part of it. I think it's right. got to be the entire progressive movement yeah. right, that exactly. says, you know, we are doubling down. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not stepping back and saying, you know. We did such a good job the last couple right. of years. I'm, you know, we're going to take a bit of a break yeah. and right. just not Didn't not break that time. Way. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. And I think on the national level, uh, in 2019 and 2020, I think we're going to see a confluence of a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One, I, I mean, we saw the role of African American women mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a lot, especially in the Democratic Party, in a lot of states. And I think that they're going to double down. Mm -hmm. They're going to become even more determined because of some of the races that were super close. I'm thinking about mm -hmm. Andrew Gillum in Florida, mm -hmm. Stacey, Stacey Abrams, Abrams in Georgia. <laughs> that gets people the, fired up. That'll mm -hmm. get, you know, the, those, two, those two races alone, which were so important, and to your point, a lot mm -hmm. of Republicans came out that typically sit on the sidelines during a midterm election. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think that will be part of it. The other part of it that we haven't really touched on is the house just flipped. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of Democratic oversight investigations mm -hmm. into the Trump administration. And I think a lot of people are going to be mobilized by what they're seeing come out of Congress. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether or not there's any legislation coming out of Congress is a whole different subject. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in terms of oversight, I think people are going to be very focused on that, very interested in thinking about what is the direction of our country and what is it that we want to see happen mm -hmm. next? Right. Mm -hmm. and so that by 2020, when we have a presidential, um, right. I think we'll be, the battle lines will be very clear. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. So talk more, Catherine, about Network Nova and the Women's Summit, because that was really one of the right. huge you know, success stories, I think, that came out of Virginia in terms of mobilizing women. Well, so the Women's Summit, in a nutshell, uh, came out of uh, the organizing group from Network Nova. But it really came out of a lot of women's hearts. I'm, when we would meet in the coalition, it was, it was something that came to my mind that we needed to do. And basically, after we're involved in all this elec election uh, process and dealing with issues, I thought, we need to come together, sort of like Seneca Falls in 1848. Mm -hmm. It's like coming to the table. You got. I would tell people, we have to take a pause. Mm -hmm. We need to come together because we need to talk. We need to build on our issues, and we need to sort of organize because, you know, uh, and it's building that coalition, building communication, and Alusa probably would touch on this. That's where we're really, we know there's grassroots groups everywhere, and we know to sustain it, we have to coordinate. So the Women's Summit became this great event, very inspirational, to keep people engaged, to talk about the issues, to bring the candidates to, for people to meet, mm -hmm. for people to get into action, and to have a darn good time doing it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, so we deal with issues on leadership, which I hope I get Stephanie to the summit. And of course, you know, different people. And, um, and so our challenge is, uh, is what be, for the movement to be more diverse. So this year, I really concentrate on getting more women of color to the table with us, find my sisters, because once we align, boy, watch out, oh, yeah. boom, mm -hmm. yeah. it's going to be big. So, <laughs> so the Women's Summit is really something that's a you know, just a really great platform for people to come together. It's going to be in June after the primary, hopefully, if they don't have primary in September. And yeah. um, in June, June 28th, 29th, and 30th, the Hilton mm -hmm. and McLean, because we are moving closer. We're marching our way right to D.C. for there 2020. Okay. So <laughs> local elections are important, yeah. mm -hmm. supporting local candidates from every level and all kind of influence and leaders and then and then hopefully we'll get ready um, for 2020 also at that summit so excellent so, yeah. excellent so I want all of you to touch on really quickly some of the policy changes that you think we've mm -hmm. seen with more women engaged or just over the last few years how has that changed in general Good question. Um, in Virginia politics, unfortunately, not a lot has changed at our state level. Um, we still do not have the majority, so it's been hard to get things right. through. Mm -hmm. However, healthcare was such a big push last year. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that without the 15 seats, 11 of which were women who mm -hmm. won those races, mm -hmm. we would not have been able to get that big win in Virginia. And, and I think we're starting to see more and more legislation that is being introduced that has more of a women's focus. I mean, there are a lot of things that are traditionally women's issues that Virginia hasn't been so great on. And then on top of that, women also care about all the other issues, other issues too. too. And so we're seeing more work on solar power because right. women say, look, we need to be doing work for the environment. And mm -hmm. yes, we care about the pipelines. And yes, we care about this. But like, this is something right. that probably we can all understand and, and push through. And so I think some of what we're starting to see is how women are stepping up, and especially in our grassroots right. group, 
Um, we're getting women who you know have retired from working you know in the environmental field and say, I'm taking this on. I'm right. going to help push our legislative agenda and help support our female candidates who want to work on these issues. Obviously, the ERA is a huge issue for Virginia oh, this glad year. You brought that up. And so we are very <laughs> excited for the possibility of being the state that yes, takes us over mm -hmm. um, the uh, threshold so that we can hopefully finally get right. this to be part of our constitution. I think some of what you see of women getting involved these mm -hmm. days is just this realization that I think we all kind of got to a point where we're like, talk about equality all the time. It must be there. Right. And then you saw Hillary not win. And then mm -hmm. you had the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And then there was this recognition right. that we haven't we come don't. as far and go. we still have a fight. And so I think that's, that's why you're, you're starting to see more women say, right. this, this, this is, the game is not over. Exactly. We are coming back and we are, we're, yeah. we're back in. And with the shootings and the guns and exactly. the stuff not being addressed, yeah. I mm -hmm. think that yeah. you see you know, communities where women of color have been galvanized for a long time. We're talking about women that, you know, put Doug Jones, Jones into office. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. But they've been yeah. using their moral compass. They want to see policy changes to sure. affect their families better. It's, we call it family-friendly economy. We mm -hmm. try to, you know, issues that affect how much money we make, pay, you know, from pay equity, sexual assault, campus, all those things that yeah. women care about, everybody, and they care about their families. Mm -hmm. right. So I think women coming to the table, women being involved more, we're going to see more of those things that really make the, the planet better. I mean, exactly. this is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. So we have run out of time, but right. I'd like for everyone to talk about how they can get in touch with you. <gasps> oh, wait, we can't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. So I'll start first. Uh, my name's Stephanie Mickle. You can get in touch with me at www.stephaniemickle.com or on social media. At Stephanie Mickle or at Mickle Public Affairs. I'm on all the social media outlets. And I also, can I make a mm -hmm. quick plug for mm -hmm. my book? Because it ties into something you said. I just wrote a book on my life, my 20 plus years in the political space, and why more women should get involved in, in politics at, at some Great. level, mm -hmm. and leadership, politics and leadership. And one of the, one of the reasons is that we, it yields better policy outcomes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. so. May Thank look you. at that book. Yes, please. I'm going to hold it up. Because <laughs> I would love, again, for you to come at the summit. If you'd like to get in touch with me, um, it's networknova.org. That's the easiest. No hashtag, anything. Just okay. networknova.org. You'll find all the information there. And that's the easiest. Catherine okay. White, Stair Calhoun, and Robin Zeff Warner of Postcards for Virginia. Excellent. Thank Great. you. And um, the Virginia Grassroots Coalition can be found online at virginiagrassroots.org. And we will also have information available throughout the upcoming or electoral cycle. So we will be highlighting all of our great seats that we're trying to flip, as well as some that we are trying to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And you can learn more about all of the candidates that would love you to get involved and support their campaigns. Excellent. Get into action. Yes. Excellent. We love that. Well, this has been a fabulous discussion with three female influencers who have really made their mark in politics. So we've talked about everything from, you know, how we kind of progress as women. We've talked about policy issues. We've talked about where we're going. But I think what's really critical is we to remember is that we all have to come together, Republican, Democrat, mm -hmm. black, white. We have got to come together and stand up for our country on the issues that are important to us. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at voteleadimpact.com. And this has been A Seat at the Table.